am Maddie Mitchell. I'm your host. And how are you? How are you guys doing? Um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a phenomenal Monday. I, if I sound weird, it's because it's because I feel weird. I have like the worst allergies. They hit me like a truck the last few days. Um, and I just, I have my windows open because it's nice out, but that is not helping anything at all ever. Unfortunately, um, I'm so stuffed up. (laughs) I'm so stuffed up. I can't breathe through my nose at all. Like simply zero oxygen. So if I pass out while recording this, um, I don't know, I guess you could say I'm taking one for the team a little bit. Um, but you can tell by the title of today's episode that I am reading Reddit confessions, I'm really excited to do this. I will say, Reddit let me down with this with this category because I was like, Reddit will be the place to go for confessions. And I wasn't even talking about like crazy confessions of things that are like illegal or anything like that. But Reddit is a pretty anonymous place in that like people's usernames aren't of their names. Like they don't have profiles like you do on any other social media if you don't, if you're not familiar with Reddit. Um, so I kind of thought it would be like the place to be in terms of like anonymous type confessions and that just wasn't really the case it was hard to find anything that was um that I could poke fun at because a lot of them were very dark so it was either like very dark or it was giving like oh I like stepped on the back of my brother's shoe and he like twisted his ankle and no offense no one cares like your brother probably doesn't even care you know what I mean so hopefully hopefully there's some good stuff in this also I'm recording at a table today I have my microphone propped on the table and I will not be touching it so as to minimize any of the horrible sound that comes um, when I am like laying in bed recording an episode <laughs> me outing myself I'm sorry I do that a lot of the time it makes my life so much easier and unfortunately then I start playing with the microphone and you can hear it and it's literally abhorrent and insufferable and I don't know how you guys listen to me but you do but you do. So thank you very much for that. So I'm doing you a favor now and I'm recording like a normal person. Um, quick little life update because wow, last weekend or last Friday, really things took a turn for the worse. As you guys know, I'm sure most of you follow me on TikTok. If you don't, what are you doing? What are you doing? Follow me on TikTok. It's at Matt underscore Mint. If you do follow me on TikTok, you know that I am no stranger to pissing off men on the internet. That is not something that I shy away from ever until now what Maddie what happened what's going on what do you mean you shy away from it now I'm terrified I am terrified okay so it all started because (laughs) that it all started when my mom and my dad no it all started when um last week I was in an uber and it was so crazy and scary it was like driving all over he was driving all over all over all the streets you know what I mean not like the lane he was supposed to be in he was just being a nutcase and it was terrifying but it was like midnight and I'm in this uber and I I was with my friend so I felt like safe safer than I would have if I was by myself obviously um and like I could tell he was going the right way it was like a 30 minute uber ride so that was like kind of terrifying but it was fine except that I thought we were gonna die a little bit but like other than that it was fine anyways I get home and the next day I was talking to my parents about it and I was like, I was like, well, because I was complaining to them about it and they're like, well, why didn't you do something? And I said, well, literally, what would you do in that situation? Because there's a man driving in the car, two girls in the back seat that are essentially helpless because like, what am I going to do? Grab the steering wheel? What am I, what am I going to do? Jump out of the moving vehicle? No. And my dad was like, uh, you should have just said, Hey buddy, why don't you stop driving like that? And he's like, I would have done that. And so I was like, well, yeah. I would have done that too if I was a man, but I'm not. 
I'm a girl in the backseat of an Uber at midnight. So like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to voice my opinion because you know what I mean? I just know where that is not wanted. And that was a good example of it. Anyways, this is like a super insane backstory. Like I'm giving you so many details here, but anyways, so then I made a TikTok where I was like, I hate when you tell men about a scary situation and they're like, oh, well, I would have done this. And it's like, okay, yeah, I would have done that too if I were you, but I can't. I'm a woman, so I have to be, and I, it was very funny. I will say it was very funny. And as for like my like annoying feminist TikToks, this one wasn't bad. This one was pretty much objectively correct. You know what I mean? This wasn't really like any, there was nothing disputable about it in my opinion. It ended up getting like 35,000 likes in the first two days. And obviously like it's mostly like my followers and the people that my videos go out to, which is uh, girls and the girls agree with me because obviously they've been in that situation. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Like all of them are commenting these insane things about, you know, like, oh yeah, I told my boyfriend about this like guy that was following me home. And he's like, why don't you just turn around and ask him to stop following you? And it's like, you don't get it. You don't get it. Sorry. I just got carried away in my own musical talent um, or lack thereof. But anyways, anyways, so it was fine for two days. It was fine. And I mean, this is what, you know, this is people who follow me on TikTok. Like, they're like, yeah, this is what we expect from you. It's fine. 35,000 likes. So more views than that. It was good. It was hunky-dory. It was hitting. It was, it got to the right side of TikTok as, as my, those videos typically do. Um, and so that was good. We were doing amazing. There was no negativity in the comments besides people being like, yeah, this one time I almost died. So that is, I will say that is objectively negative, but not in like a, this is wrong kind of way. Because like I said, what I'm saying is simply an indisputable fact. I'm saying that the experience that women go through in terms of like their safety and like, you know, walking home alone at night, we don't do that. What do you mean? Like I was talking about those kinds of things and how like generally speaking and like factually speaking, men cannot relate to those experiences. Point blank period, right? I'm not saying there's not, there, that isn't really my opinion. That's just like truth. Like the things that even like my brother worries about in terms of his safety, is are not the same things I worry about. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, but you can go to the gym by yourself at nine o'clock at night. I would never do that. What do you mean? So it was good. It was well-received until, until this man, who I'm not going to name him because he's the most vile creature, I think, to walk the earth. And I, I'm getting like um, Voldemort vibes. <laughs> I think you're not supposed to say his name, right? Yeah, I'm not going to say this guy's name because he's literally the most foul creature on the face of the planet. And he, at one point, he did have a million followers on TikTok. And I I had seen his TikToks when he was that big on there. Um, I think he's a Twitch streamer. He has like 30 something thousand followers on Instagram, you know, but he is a textbook, terrible person. Like I, there is no other way for me to describe it except he is foul. Like I this man deserves no airtime. He is everything I hate in a person and then some. Um, he is racist. He's homophobic. He's misogynistic. He's extremely sexist. Um, he's, he's one of those people that he, like, he's one of those, like, gross men that has, has a platform and it's built solely on the shock value. And so he says the most absurd things. And yes, I'm sure he means what he says, like, because you have to be such a hateful person to say the things that he says, but he, he does it and it elicits this certain shock value because people aren't used to people, you know, being this absurd and this like blatant about their homophobia, their racism, their sexism, insert ism here. You know what I mean? Like 
it's just we're not used to that today, right? Because even the people that are that hateful are more discreet about it, a lot of them, because, you know, they don't want to get canceled or whatever. And this guy doesn't care about that. So because of that, he gains a lot of followers that are to the same level or more hateful than him. Um, and which is scary. Like these are the scariest of the scaries. Like these are well beyond the alpha males that I talk about so frequently on here, like well, 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 well beyond it. And I, it was, it was a lot. So he basically stitched my video. And like I said, my video, if you're going to pick one video of mine where I'm like talking shit about men, that's a very interesting one to choose. Me just saying that men, men feel more safe than women. And men can like stand up for themselves more than women. Like, I, I feel like that's a weird hot take to be making there. Do you know what I mean? Like, either you could have done anything. Like, I have ample, ample content there for you to rip to shreds. But that was a weird one that I thought he chose. Anyways, so he stitched the video. And keep in mind, like I said, he once had a million followers on TikTok. He has been banned from the app 14 times. That is how foul and heinous everything that comes out of his mouth is. So he's been banned a ton of times. And... Um, so he had just made this account. I want to say like that day or like the night before or something. So he only had like 60 followers when I first saw that he stitched my video and I was like, okay, thank God this isn't like his old account that had a million followers because that would have been actually heinous, but no, this only had like 60 followers. It was crazy. Uh, basically, uh, first of all, all, what he said just didn't even make like grammatical or like, literary sense like I don't know the words he was trying to say essentially he was just saying that like men don't care about that opinion which is like okay like wow shocking revelation that someone like you doesn't care about the words that I'm saying like do you want a medal I don't understand so anyways I commented back and I just said what about literally what about my video makes you think that I would care about your opinion because my whole thing is basically saying like why don't men just shut up and not comment on things that, that they you know, that that they can't relate to or that they can't, they've never been in that situation. So how can they comment on it? Right. And, um, you know, so he's just, he's just giving it his two cents. And I'm like, okay, well, this is the whole point is that no one asked for your fucking two cents. And so then immediately I start getting comments on his video back at me and people, men, these scary, scary men are like, oh, she must be new here. Huh? Oh, you must be, oh, you must be new here. Oh, you're going to learn real quick, sweetheart. Like, scary. <laughs> like, I'm terrified, okay? So, I, I'm, I'm like, this is weird because then the video starts, he starts getting more traction. I think ultimately he ends up getting 3,000 likes on it. And that doesn't sound like a lot, right? And that's not a lot on TikTok. The thing that gets me is that somehow all of these old followers of his end up finding his account because he started posting about the account on his Instagram, all this stuff. So all of his psychotic, and I mean that truly, like these people are psychotic. All of his psychotic followers that like would go to the ends of the earth for this man, which is, mm, I don't know, that's kind of, that's suspicious. I don't know. You love this man that much. Okay. Okay. If you say so. All right. Um, all of these followers of his start, um, you know, talking shit about me in his comment section, but just saying very, like, it's one of those things where it's like, I know, I know men are bad. I know that there's bad, bad men that have bad opinions. I know that, right? I've seen that. This is like a next level. They start commenting saying like, 
she's literally a woman like what does that matter oh you should just stay in like stay in your house past nine or past 6 p.m like you just shouldn't go out if, if you're that worried about things um very much like victim blaming and obviously I wasn't talking about anything like I wasn't talking about an uh, I was talking more about a hypothetical situation than I was a literal situation because it was like a 10 second TikTok. Um, but yeah, basically lots of like the women are asking for it type of energy. Like, oh, you should just get stronger or tell me you're weak without telling me you're weak. Like this is terrifying shit to be dealing with. And it's also, it's, it's terrifying in the sense of like, you are so beyond the point of return, you know, like these men are so set in their ways. They think that they are so much better than women. They think that they are like, you know, they're, they're in such this insane, I don't even know the words for it, just a scary thought pattern. And um, yeah, so they start then coming to my video, obviously, because he stitched it and blowing up my comments, which like I said, had otherwise been insanely positive and like well-received, like the whole video was great. Um, it, yeah, it was, it got really dark really fast. And that has never happened to me on TikTok. Uh, like ever and I was so scared I ended up privating my account people started talking about you know personal information about me that they were commenting publicly on this TikTok that was getting hundreds of thousands of views um, at this point of really scary men I ended up privating my account which was uh, just scary and like really sad because I'm like no I love doing this and now I <laughs> and now I have to private my account because people are just insane um, and I ended up I ended up, I reported, he made two videos about me. I reported both of them. One kept getting taken down because he was like using my face and putting his eyes and mouth over it. And so I think that that like goes against some sort of community guideline because I was saying it was me in the video. So that one kept getting removed. He kept appealing it. It kept getting put back up. I was pissed. And the actual one, like this was the thing. And we know how I feel about TikTok community guidelines. Like I'm not even going to get into it. But the thing was, was that technically his video wasn't violating a community guideline, right? He's just disagreeing with what I'm saying. And that theoretically is allowed, you know, is it incorrect? Absolutely. And inherently, yes, but it was, it's allowed. I just had to pause because I thought I was going to sneeze and then I never sneezed. And now I feel even worse even worse. Okay. But anyways, I kept reporting the video. It didn't get taken down because he wasn't actually violating a community guideline, which is fair. But I, there's, when you report something on TikTok, which I'm not sure if you've ever had to do, you don't get to explain why you get to like, you have to pick the reason, right? They list out a bunch of reasons. You click what the reason is. And then there's like, sometimes it'll take you to another page and you can click like, what's the content about like me, someone else, like whatever. But you don't get to like actually write anything out or explain it. And so I wanted the video taken down because all of his crazy ass followers were seeing that and then going to my page and, you know, threatening me and saying all these crazy things in my comment section. But like whoever the, you know, teenage boy moderator is that's viewing it is like, this isn't violating anything. So no, but it wasn't, it wasn't violating it. It was just technically inciting hate <laughs> and like pushing it towards my account, which was really scary. So anyways... Anyways, that's what I had to go through. Um, terrifying, terrifying stuff. I've never felt scared about something like that that's happened online. Obviously, like I've grown up posting way too much shit on the internet. So like this has honestly never been a fear of mine. I'm just so used to it at this point. But this, this, it took a new toll. It took a new toll. Um, so that's my 15 minute explanation of why my TikTok was private, but it's fine. We're back now. His videos all got taken down, all of them. He posted like 12 videos in one day. They all got removed. Hopefully 
they keep removing it. I'm like, this man has been banned 14 times. How are we not, like, chop, chop, like, get this man off the app, get this man, I don't know. He needs serious help. Um, but anyways, let's get into some of these confessions. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so sorry for that very long-winded story. But I just needed to rant. I needed to get it off my chest. Let's talk about these confessions. Okay, so some of them are kind of long. Some of them are kind of short. It's just the way the world um, like I said, I tried to avoid any that were like, um, really depressing and dark because I don't want to be, I don't want to be profiting off of any of that. Not that I'm profiting off of any of this. <laughs> gotcha. Tricked ya. Um, all right, let's see. My cheating ex married the woman he was cheating on me with. I maxed out my credit cards and bought every item on their wedding registry, then returned them later. To this day, they still wonder why nobody got them anything they requested. That is really funny. That's actually really, really funny. Because that's such a, because, you know, that's not hurting anyone. That's like, I love a good revenge story when it's something just annoying. You know, it's more inconvenient than anything. Because I think that's like the best kind of revenge is just piss someone off a little bit, confuse someone a little bit. But it's, it's really confusing. And being confused sometimes and not being able to have an explanation to something, I think is a form of psychological torment. <laughs> I'm like, just do something low key, like psychological torment. It's not that bad. Okay. I can't stand my wife. We're off to a great start. Okay. I've come to the realization that I just flat out do not like my wife anymore. It isn't a rough patch or something that we will work through. She is simply a person that I do not enjoy being around. Great. She is a complete Karen who will literally demand a manager for every perceived slight and is fucking embarrassing as hell. She is constantly bragging and laughing about all the people she has argued with and blocked on various platforms like Facebook and Nextdoor. She never shuts the fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> it's funny because these are all like valid things to be annoyed by, but like the way he's phrasing it is just insane. Um, she never shuts the fuck up about, but never has anything of importance or relevance to say. Everything that she does just is just nails on a chalkboard to me, but I couldn't imagine only spending half the amount of time with my kids. There's absolutely no way I could live with that. So I will just keep pretending that I love her and I'm some devoted husband so I can try and set a good example for my kids and spend as much time with them as possible. Um, that is crazy and that is terrifying that that exists and that there are people that feel that way and they just like are married just despite it and because they can't live with the alternative because that's oh my god I mean imagine you're the wife and your husband secretly hates you and posted about it on reddit and <laughs> that's so sad I mean she does sound like she sounds really annoying I'm not gonna lie but that is that's that's a next level that's a that just unlocked a new fear for me that I will get married and my husband will hate me and then post about it on reddit and I don't need that I don't need that kind of energy okay I ghosted my long-term boyfriend great got into an argument which led to him saying I could care less about you if you died tomorrow I wouldn't go to your funeral <laughs> all right after a good start I didn't say anything back just never spoke to him again he's tried to contact me several times since but I I want those to be the last words he's ever said to me <laughs> that's See, again, this is like a really great petty revenge. And this, I mean, obviously it's not revenge. It's just ghosting someone. But I think that is that is the best time ever to ghost someone. He said he wouldn't go to your funeral if you died tomorrow. Well, obviously you don't want to talk to that person again. I think in that sense, you did genuinely the best, the best thing you could have done. And the willpower that it must have taken, I actually... I could have done that easily as well. So maybe, you, maybe, maybe you're just a Scorpio rising. I don't know. But that makes sense. I love that. 
okay, this, okay, I fake an accent at my job. Okay. My heart is pounding writing this right now because I haven't told anyone this. So I work at this one store and I work on the sales floor. But before all that, I was just one person interviewing for a position at a store. Before I arrived for my interview, a friend of mine dared me to interview in a British accent. I said I'd only do it if they paid me. And to my surprise, they sent me like $10 through Venmo, which was more than enough for me. I went into the interview with the mindset that I, was gonna get, I wasn't going to get hired and that they, and they inevitably hired me on the spot. Amazing. Accent and all. I was nervous because I had already talked to a whole bunch of the higher-ups with the accent and decided to just go with it, thinking that there was this was only going to be a summer job. I was so wrong. It's been like seven months. I've been there. I've been working there, and I still use the accent to this day. When people ask me where I'm from, I just tell them my hometown because I have several Brits from my town whom I grew up with. The accent hasn't really posed a problem until now because my my boyfriend is friends with one of my coworkers, so I'm gonna have to find the right time to come clean. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. That is actually crazy. That is, oh my God. And she uploaded, um, she uploaded like a sound clip of her speaking in the accent, but I can't listen to it because this is just, this is just a screenshot, unfortunately. And it also says update. I finally told my boyfriend about the accent and he said, and I quote, well, babe, you just got to fake it to make it and get the hell out of there. That is, yeah, you're lucky that that was the reaction you got. Okay. I have a crazy crush on my husband's best friend. I can't help myself. <laughs> Can I stop sounding like I literally have I don't I don't know. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. I have I'm as congested as I don't there's nothing to compare that to. See, this is how like I'm just it's getting to my brain, unfortunately. My allergies have are getting to my brain. Okay, I can't help myself. I look forward to his texts all day. See, why? Why is that happening though in the first place? Okay, enjoy spending time alone with him. What well, um, well, uh, okay, hate hate his girlfriend. Nothing would ever happen between us, but I am just obsessed with this person. I hate myself. Okay, well, so many things here because you could be helping yourself in so many ways by I don't know not texting him all day and um not spending time alone with him. Why are you doing that to yourself? That's gonna make your life so much e- so much easier if you stop doing them. Guys, I'm so sorry. It's like I, I cannot control the words. Okay. When I was nine, I started the biggest fire my town has ever seen in 150 years. Amazing. We love an arsonist. We do not. We do not. That was a joke. Okay. When I was nine, my older cousin, who was 14, stayed with me and my family for a couple of weeks. My cousin was a troublemaker and her parents had hoped that sending her to ours would keep her out of trouble for a little bit. One day when she was over, I asked if we could go to one of the local forest areas and make a fire and roast marshmallows. When we got down there, we made a little makeshift campfire of newspaper and sticks all on top of a rock. Eventually, my curiosity got the better of me and I started chucking different things into the fire. Leaves, sticks, pine cones, anything I could find in the little area that we were in. Then I wondered what a leaf on a tree would do if if we set fire to it. My cousin got her lighter and lit a small leaf. No. No, my cousin got her later and lit a small leaf on a nearby tree. I stared at the I stared at the reaction in awe. My cousin set a group of leaves on fire. We laughed. No, girl. We laughed as we watched the fire slowly engulf the branch. You laughed? Uh, okay. Once the fire burnt itself out, we carried on setting fire to the bushes and branches, and then we realized that the fire wasn't dying out. It was in fact spreading. Nice. My cousin started to freak out as she realized the fire wasn't stopping. The summer heat wave had made everything so dry that it was catching on fire extremely quickly. She grabbed my hand and we ran down 
to the dirt road that was on the outskirts of the forest. But instead of calling 999, so I don't know where they are, but not America, we just stood there watching as it spread and spread and spread. My cousin almost called them multiple times. Um, what was that? Okay, sorry. My cousin almost called them multiple times, but I kept telling her I didn't want to get in trouble, so she never did. It had eventually spread so much that the fire department had trouble controlling it and it had and had to order an evacuation of a nearby village. Oh my god. It was said to be the biggest fire in the town that the town had seen in over 150 years. No one was hurt, but it did take tw- 10 hours to get under control. Jesus. It would have been it wouldn't have been as bad if I hadn't stopped calling stopped my cousin from calling 999 when when we first lost control both i and my cousin had promised not to tell another soul but 12 years on and my guilt is still here i still feel terrible about it that is actually crazy i'm not gonna lie how do you contain i don't know how this is it goes back to my thing how do people keep secrets like this i could never i could never i mean obviously this person couldn't either because they freaking they're posting on reddit about it but like that is actually crazy i don't understand you almost and also i mean i know she was only nine so like i'm not really gonna fault her too much here neither of them they were nine and 14 so that's like i mean you know how much can i really judge them but i think that is so if like if someone had actually gotten hurt from that that would have been that would have been i don't know how you would have done that because like imagine accidentally considering considering Girl, figure it out. Imagine accidentally committing manslaughter and arson at age nine. That is crazy. I don't understand. I I don't. I have no words. Okay, in fourth grade, I told my friend about my mom's affair and then accused her of lying and making up. Ooh, we love a gaslighting fourth grader. Let's get into it. Okay, when I was in fourth grade, I saw my mom, who was married to my dad, kiss a family friend, also married with kids who went to my school, passionately on the lips at a small house party. I wasn't too phased by it at the time. I already knew there was something going on between them. And as a fourth grader, I didn't really understand what cheating was or that it was really a big deal in marriages. I ended up telling my my group of friends about it on the playground and I named names. They knew the man as well. They were a very well-known, well-loved family. That night, one my one friend tells her mom what what I said, and the next day, my mom gets a call asking if it was true. When my mom came into my bedroom to ask me what I had said on the playground and asked if I used the word affair, I had. <laughs> like, where did you learn that word? I totally panicked. I could tell from the tone of her voice, the serious of it, that I had done something really, really bad. I vividly remember the dread I felt about this. I was already afraid of my mother's anger and rages over the small things that I had done, and this was by far the worst thing I had done. So I lied and said that I hadn't said anything. That night, I remember the massive knot in my stomach from fear, and I thought to myself that I wish I didn't have to wake up the next morning. I was a wreck for weeks. My mom asked me three times if I was sure I was telling the truth, and I said yes all three times. I learned after confessing the truth to my mom over five years later that apparently everyone had believed my story and thought that my friend, the other girl, was just making up stories. I feel so bad to this day when I think about it. Um, okay. In a way, you did what you, you did, what you, I don't know. I feel like that's all you can do, right? That's all you can do is lie in that situation. Because if your mom is that mad, first of all, you don't know what you're doing and it's your mom's problem to deal with in the first place. Like this is not, this is, this is not following you, sister. You're in fourth grade. Second of all, if you didn't know that it's something that was bad and that you shouldn't be telling other people, like that's not your fault. First of all, like you're in fourth grade. I cannot stress that enough. You're a kid. Like people can't get mad at you for anything, I don't think, right? (laughs) 
Like, you can commit arson, you can lie. It doesn't matter. You're, you're in fourth grade. Nothing matters when you're in fourth grade. Um, that's crazy. I'm, it's interesting that you ended up coming clean five years later. It must have really been weighing on you to tell your mom five years later, too. Also, I kind of want the follow-up. Like, what happened? Did your mom and this guy end up working out? Like, what ended up happening? I need to know. Um, okay, I posted fake jobs on the internet so I could build my own resume iconic when I was 19 to 20 years old I was looking for jobs and I could not find any find any and people would tell me to build a nice resume the problem was I did not know how to do it so I posted fake jobs on the internet and would get resumes what okay I used those resumes (laughs) resumes why do I keep saying that to build my own using the skills that I had liked on their resumes I could also tell who is competing with me for the jobs that I posted oh okay I feel bad for those people that thought I was genuine and applied well, obviously, they thought you were genuine and applied. It's a... What? I'm 33 now and have a nice job. Those resumes truly did help me build my career. Okay, so if you don't understand that, like I didn't, or maybe everyone understood it, and I'm just stupid, but she was making job postings. Like, she was pretending to be a company and acted like she was recruiting people, and then she would see what their resume said and the skills that these people had and, like, their experience, and she would just, like, copy and paste add it to her own resume so then she could see what all these people who were like up who she was up against for jobs and she would just uh plagiarize and steal and she was not in fourth grade so for her it's a little bit i mean uh how do we feel about this because it's sad that all these people like are applying to these jobs and they're like oh I hope I get this job and then they just never do because it's not a real job and it's not a real company and it's just this girl running it that's sad that's sad but it's also like why you can't think of first of all actually I have no sympathy for you have you ever heard of just googling something just google like it is not that hard to fake a resume if that's what you're trying to do I've never I've never done that I've never had to do that but like it's pretty you can just be pretty I feel like if you have common sense you can fill out a resume based on what you think the person who's hiring for the job would want to hear and just go from there so actually you went through so much extra effort that just doesn't seem that just I don't think that's really necessary okay as a child I copied a poem from a book and won first place in a poetry contest okay we're back on the plagiarism train and we're back on the child train oh I'm not gonna say those words ever again we're, we're talking about a child. So again, they can do no wrong. They definitely don't know about plagiarism. So let's get into it. When I was in the third grade, I was very into... <laughs> Macklemore, anyone? Okay. When I was in the third grade, I was very into writing slash reading and would often stay up far past my bedtime reading anything within my comprehension level that I could get my hands on. We had a stack of children's encyclopedias I loved on all sorts of topics. Um dinosaurs the planets world history etc including one of stories slash poems one poem stood out in the in particular it was about the solitude of nature and it really struck a chord with me because because i love the poem so much i copied it down into a journal and i have my own writing and passages of poems that i found inspiration in okay you're in third grade and you're inspired by poetry mm, that's astounding okay amazing um because i was so young talking single digits here it never occurred to me to write down the author or anything especially not in my own journal yeah why would you i wouldn't do that now god um a few weeks went by my mom had stumbled upon my journal while cleaning my room she read the poem and assumed it was the original i assumed it was the original writing okay she approached me about it that night and was so proud of it like any eight-year-olds i wanted my mom's approval and pride so i didn't tell her (laughs) 
<laughs> that I had actually found the poem in a book. I didn't think it would be a big deal. And she was so proud. Fast forward a month or two, my mom is reading the Sunday paper and sees a poetry contest for young people. She immediately thinks of my poem and insists I enter it. That afternoon, she had my dad drive up to his office so she could type it up before home computers. She sent she sends a copy into the newspaper and of course because it's an eight-year-old's name on an adult's published poem it wins first prize in my age group my parents were so happy with me and i feel so incredibly guilty within the next month the poem and my picture <laughs> are ran on the front page of, of the art section in the paper i am invited to read the poem shut up as part of an award ceremony for all the contestants and participants of course, I go because my mom wants us to, and why wouldn't I? I get a small award, a ribbon, and maybe a gift card. I don't remember. What I do remember is feeling so incredibly guilty. I have spent more sleepless nights <laughs> over this poem than I can count. A few years later, we learn about plagiarism in school, and I feel as though I'm being personally called out. Stop. I remember tearing up the book's page with the poem, ripping it out, and throwing it away in a wrap wrapped in an unused sanitary napkin because I was so afraid someone would find out. It's been 20 years since the award ceremony and even though I realized I was a child, it was a childhood mistake that isn't even large, I still can't quite shake the guilt. Okay, this is the best part is that they copied the poem. It's called This Is My Rock by David McCord. I'm going to give David McCord a big shout out here because I mean, he's he's had enough taken from him. All right, the poem reads, This is my rock and here I run to steal the secret of the sun. <laughs> this is my rock and here I come before the night has swept the sky. This is my rock, this is the place I meet the evening face to face. To be fair, sounds like it could have been written by an eight year old. I will say that. I will say that, David, I will say that because it rhymes and poems that rhyme sound like they're written by eight year olds. I would know because I took a poetry class in college and the only poems I could write rhymed and and basically people told me that I was like an eight-year-old. It's fine. It's fine. Here's the thing. When I think about stories like these things that happen when you're a kid, you know how when you're a kid, everything is such a big deal. You know, like any little thing that like your parents get upset over or like any little fight you get into with your friends or your brother or your sister or like whatever the situation is, is such a big deal. Cause it's literally your whole life. Like that's your whole life. And I just like thinking, putting myself in that situation, like you're eight years old, you win a fucking award for writing a poem that you didn't write. And you, it was just like a silly little lie. Like, oh yeah, haha, I wrote that poem because you don't think anything's going to come of it. You just think like, oh, your mom's going to be like, wow, you were the most amazing poet I've ever seen in my entire life. And you're like, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> hell yeah, I am. Like, that's great. So that is, yeah, that's terrifying. Then you have to go to a fucking award ceremony. Your picture's printed in the paper and you're just like, I'm a fraud. That's, that's like scary to think of. Okay. Um, let's see what the next one is. Okay. I chose this one because the title terrifies me. I stabbed my classmate in fourth grade and got away with it. See, this is where we tinker on, were you in fourth grade? So it doesn't matter. Or, um, I don't think that applies here because you stabbed someone. That's kind of where I sit on this one. Um, we were seatmates and good friends, so it was normal for us to, for us back then to just go through each other's stuff, but I forgot I put my diary in my backpack the night before because I was hiding it from my brother. She finds it and proceeds to read it until she reaches the part where I wrote about my top three crushes with a whole ranking and writing the top one as the winner to my heart. Iconic. Who hasn't been there? I was busy taking notes from the chalkboard when... Uh, and she was only supposed to borrow a pen from me, so I was oblivious until I heard it, the familiar writing being announced to the whole class. Oh my God, that is foul. 
I was flushed with embarrassment and couldn't contain my anger, so I tried to grab my diary, but she wouldn't let me reach it. So I went, I went and stabbed her in the elbow. Um, I went and stabbed her near the elbow downwards. Oh my gosh, so you're like dragging. Oh my, okay. The wound was long because I dragged the pen. <gasps> so there was a lot of blood. Okay, mm, terrible. Our teacher was in another room, so our classmate went to get her. I was seeing that I was... I was staying by my seatmate's side, finally realizing what I had done and panicking. The teacher came and immediately rushed her to the school clinic. I was so afraid of being of the repercussions for what I did. I remember being really surprised that when our teacher came back, I wasn't told to go to the principal's office or even taken aside for a little chat. Nothing. Not even my classmates told on me. Okay, what? After finishing my notes, I asked our teacher for permission to visit her in the clinic, and she said it was okay. I went to the clinic to say I was really sorry, but I stopped walking and hid behind a door when I saw that her mom was there. Her mom was asking about what happened, and I was shocked when she said she was just playing around with some of her classmates, then mentioned a classmate who tripped and accidentally stabbed her with a pen. I felt so guilty that I ran back. I ran to the bathroom and just cried. When I came back, they were gone, and so were her things from our classroom. The next day, our teacher announced that my seatmate was transferring to a different school stop okay fast forward to many years after and i still see her on random occasions just simple smiles and waves and highs and hello highs and hellos still guilty about what happened but i just can't find the right timing to apologize i can't just go up to her <laughs> i can't go abruptly say my apology speech when i see her at the mall or something that is crazy 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 like all of like first of all you must have been so angry which i understand the panic in that situation would i'm like it's justified no i'm not saying that but i'm like i understand that the panic in that situation you're just like not even thinking you're like how do i get this bitch to shut up i'm sorry she's not a bitch she's in fourth grade but she's kind of being rude why would she read your diary to the class that is mean that's like i'm not going to say it's justified to stab her with a pen but do you also you must have really dug deep because you can't just stab someone with a pen and full, fully slice their arm open. You can't do that. That would take a lot of strength and willpower. And that that is scary. That part of it is scary because I, I don't think I could do that to someone at age 23. I mean, I could if I really, really, really like needed to in a self-defense moment. But I don't think I, I, I don't know. That just seems like a really difficult thing to do. Um, and for that reason, you scare me, unfortunately. Uh, okay. I used to write my mom's phone number in a ton of textbooks. <laughs> I have never really gotten along with my mom. I don't hate her, but I also don't talk to her unless I have to. I went to public school and one way or one way, oh my God, they were able to lower costs in the classroom. Yeah, I'm going to try that all over again. Thank you so much. I went to public school. And one way they were able to lower costs was to make the classroom textbooks instead of individual ones. Okay, I see what she's saying. This meant every day we would grab a random textbook from each class and take it to our desk and then put it back before we left. In middle school, about age 12 to 14, every time my mom pissed me off, I would open it from the back and write for a good time call oh my god my mom's phone number her number had to have been put in at least 50 textbooks between the two years i was in middle school that's crazy 
In high school, we received assigned textbooks that didn't that would get checked at the end of the year, so I didn't write in those. My freshman year of high school, my brother was in middle school. One day, my mom got several dozen text messages and pictures, all from random numbers, asking for a good time. She was pissed and demanded to know who did it. When I wrote it, I was smart enough to use my non-dominant hand so it didn't look like my handwriting and ended up blaming it on my brother. Oh my God. He is the golden child, so he didn't get into any trouble at all. But now that I'm 21, I feel bad about it. Her number is probably still in a lot of textbooks. I don't think I will ever tell her it was me though. I moved out the day I turned 18 and now I live over two hours away. So it, it wouldn't really hurt my life. And why bring up um, old actions? Thank you for letting me get this off my chest. That is so crazy. That is... Blames it on your brother? That's mean. I don't know. That's kind of mean. Is it not? Also, kind of ingenious for like a 12-year-old to know how to do... Like to know to do that. I just... I don't think I would have done that. But but that's just me. Um, okay, next one. I paid rent in cash and then stole the money back from my landlady. Okay, I don't love you so far, but let's see. I have felt horrible about this for years. When I graduated from college, I rented a room in a lady's house. Several other rooms were rented out to different people, but she also lived there. She always asked for cash, so that's how I paid. I had no idea how to budget and was horrible with money. Relatable. Eventually, I couldn't afford rent and other expenses. I realized she just put my rent cash in her purse, and she usually left the purse on the stairs leading into her room. I started sneaking the rent money back out of her purse when I needed cash. I tried to replace it if I could, but there was times I wasn't able to. She never said anything or um, or asked any of us if we had taken any money from her. I only ended up living there for a few months before moving before moving again of my own choice. I've always felt bad. I wondered if she knew I was doing that. That is, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because how do we feel about that, guys? Because it's, you're paying for it. But then also, why is she just leaving it in an area? <laughs> Not me being like, mm, she was asking for it. But like, really, why is she just leaving a shit ton of cash in like the middle of a house that a bunch of people rent rooms from? Like, that doesn't seem to be the smartest thing in the world. And my guess is she didn't suspect you. Otherwise, I think she would have, I think she would have asked you for it. That's just my own personal, that's just one girl's opinion. But that is actually, that's pretty crazy. I'm not going to lie. Um, all right, let's see which one's next. Okay, this one says, I stole money in junior high school with a fake fundraiser. When I was in junior high, it was perfectly fine to go door to door and ask for donations for sporting events and stuff. My sister had a typewriter and I would make up a fake sign for, sign up form and ask for donations to a team going somewhere with my school. Easily made a hundred bucks in one day. Never forgave myself. That is, I'm not going to... I'm not going to lie. That's kind of smart. It's smart because you're in middle school and like, how did you, I don't know. I just, the, the logistics behind that, like, I don't think I could have pulled it off in middle school. So I'm impressed that you could. Um, I stole thousands of dollars from a big company that I worked for. Okay. Amazing. Everyone steals money. I never realized this. Um, a couple of years back, I worked for a re I worked retail for a big tech company. When I'm saying big, I'm talking about this company being worth billions. I'm sure you can figure out who it is. Um, Apple? I don't know. That's, that's the only one I can think of. Anyone who has worked retail knows it. Oh, yeah. It definitely was, right? They worked in an Apple store. Anyone who has worked retail knows it's rough, but I have never... But I have not ever experienced retail rough like this. Their customers were some of the meanest, most entitled, crazy sons of bitches I've ever met. Yeah, this is definitely Apple. After a couple of years... 
I started to hit my limit with the clientele. My best friend who also worked there passed away, so that didn't help my state of mind. If a customer was really rude to me and also bought insurance on their devices, I would sneak a gift card in the bathroom and return their insurance on the gift card which I pocketed. What? I would sneak a gift card to the bathroom and return their insurance on the gift card which I pocketed. This went on until I quit and I'm shocked I never got caught and arrested. I didn't even need the money. I was just angry at the world and didn't care what happened to me. Of course, now I realize how stupid and lucky I was. I definitely feel guilty about this to this day and wish I'd never done it. Those customers might have been shitty that day, but they don't deserve to have paid that much money for something and not being able to use it. Uh, Okay, wait, so you... We're stealing money from the customers and not the billion-dollar company. Why would you do that? I don't love that. Um, the edit says, someone in the comments made me realize just now that I'm stealing from only the customers. That's why and not the company. Yikes, I, stu- I suck. Yeah. You didn't steal from a big company. You literally stole from the individuals. That's terrible. My only optimistic thought is that Apple... Okay. <laughs> Okay, so it is Apple, thanks. Apple is known to be extremely catering to their customers. If a customer did come to utilize their Apple Care and we were able to pull up their receipt easily by just scanning the phone and see that they did indeed purchase it, it's highly likely that the person helping them would have no, would have would think it's an understanding and gotten an override for them. I know I would have. We were not paid enough to argue on behalf of the store and would much rather let the customer get what they want. All I can do is hope that this happened and good fortune found them. That's mean. That is mean. Um, let's see what the, some of the comments are on here. Yeah, this is this is like a, what did you think you were doing there? That's what I don't get. Because you said you didn't need the money and you, like, how did you not piece together that you're actually stealing from the people and not the, oh, I'd be pissed. I would be pissed. That's really, uh, I don't love that. I stole my two roommates' money while we lived together. Okay, guys, can we stop stealing money? Now I'm scared. Back in college, we separated bills between all of us, and each person got a certain bill. I was in charge of the electric bill, and I had, to, I had, and I had to make sure it was always on time. Sometimes when I sing, it helps me. Okay, okay. Each month, my two roommates would send me their portion of the bill, and I was supposed to pay it. But since COVID happened. Our state said that they wouldn't turn off the power to any house if we didn't pay due to harsh times and such. So for a solid six to seven months, I collected their money, didn't pay the bill at all. Keep in mind, we have parties about twice a week. Okay, fuck you, dude. It's during COVID and you're having parties. Now I hate you even more. Um, We had parties twice a week, which included lights, music, and all that stuff. When I ended up leaving the house and came back home, I was worried about the after effects and paying the electric company, but it turned out that if I said I had COVID and it debilitated me, they'd cover a good portion of it, which I did get it while I was there. No shit, because you were throwing parties every weekend, you dumb son of a bitch. So in the end, I pocketed all the money they gave me over that time period. I feel terrible because as a friend, I should have told them this rather than me just stealing all their money and lying. Um, yeah, you should have done that to me. That is so mean. That is so mean. I don't like that. I really do not enjoy that. It's about $700-ish, but these are like, <laughs> these are like, you know, college kids, right? They don't have that much money. Man, sometimes people just suck. Now I understand why a lot of people don't write their, um, their deep, dark secrets on Reddit because I would just roast them because they suck. I'm sorry, but they suck. Um, I hope you guys liked this episode. 
I uh, I really wish that the content had delivered more than than what it delivered, but I think I got some of the best ones that I could find. So, so I tried is what I'm getting at. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. Um, I have I have an idea of what I'm gonna what next week's episode is gonna be. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope you guys have an amazing Monday, an amazing week in general, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.